I don't know how much value I have in this universe, but I do know that I made a few people happier than they would have been without me. As long as I know that, I'm as rich as I ever need to be. In the uh, 2000s, I started a Kenny Hayes fanzine, which was a CD with 10 rarities on it. And at the end was a little sample pack with a few picks and hi-hats and claps and stuff. And a PDF version of the the, the, uh, actual fanzine itself, because I was reviewing gear that I was using at the time. And then I'd have discographies of Clubstar or KB Project. So was it like a subscription base? Uh, well, um, sort of. Uh, you, you could buy it. it. It it was bought outright, basically. I was mm-hmm. offering it for a particular amount of money, and then mm-hmm. people would pay me, and I'd post it to them. Oh, excellent! So, excellent. So, uh, but it, it I, was, it, I think it lasted for about. I think there was about forty issues, mm-hmm. and then I ended up doing something else. Are they available anywhere? Uh, well, they're all listed on Discogs. I was going to say I'm, I've seen the fanzine yeah. um, on Discogs, yeah. but I don't. There's no. There's no traceability of it. I think. I think the thing is, if you're a collector, I find that a lot of people who are into bounce music mm-hmm. are only collectors of bounce music. Mm-hmm. Not many of them liked my say. Uh, my trancy stuff or my yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. other aliases, you mm-hmm. know. But that that's what the fanzine does. It covers all aliases. I think sometimes I get I get obsessive with producers, and it's not necessarily because like like I've always said this on most podcasts. I say for me, Ferry Corson's the goat when it comes to that classic trance sound. Yeah, right. But the thing is, I'm a Ferry Corson fan of his. He does synthwave stuff as well, and I, I, I go and I check that out. Yeah, and I'm a fan of that person, and I would subscribe to that thing. Yes. But whereas you see some people, it's like that's good, but it's not his trance stuff. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, for you, it might be yeah. it's good, but it's not. It's not his, yeah. his bounce. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's where yeah. I come from. I think Paul, well, going back to the eighties, Paul Hardcastle was perhaps a big influence to me mm-hmm. uh, in the eighties because he was a synth player and he was making great, great synth music. But primarily, he's into jazz, mm-hmm. and then he started a jazz project. I didn't like it at all. So uh, all his type of music I don't like is jazz. So. Yeah. Um, if you tried something else, you maybe just follow him down that direction, yeah. I guess. I suppose it's like the same with me and my Chance Horizons project. I know mm. that there's a few guys out there who, who love it, um, but the majority of, of, of people who are into Bounce probably wouldn't like it at all because it's not got any energy in it because it's all mellow stuff. Well, I'm, I've, I get like, if I hear a good vocalist, for instance, so for instance, I've been, uh, on the way down to Jen's last week, I was listening to uh, the Cranberries. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. And the lead singer of the Cranberries, just an amazing, amazing voice. She, she's got a voice that you either love or hate, though, yeah. hasn't she? She's very right oh, in yeah. the middle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I did a version of Zombie as, with a client uh, a few weeks back, yeah. but it was resung by somebody else. Yeah. So it didn't have that raspiness of her, but. It made it more terrible to me because I don't like the original singer. Of okay. <laughs> okay. Um, and well, anyways, obviously I found myself down rabbit hole, and she joined a band in like two thousand. I've got to make these numbers wrong, but I think it was two thousand sixteen before before she died, and she was in a band called Dark, like D A R K. Right. And it stood for something. Whatever. I listened to it and I was like, wow. But obviously, because I've just went down the rabbit hole of following yeah, what that person's yeah. up to. I know it's a singer, it's not an engineer, it's different. That's but... the equivalent to a Friday night for me when I'm sat in front of the, my, my laptop having a drink and then I go, oh, I love this tune. Yeah. And then it says, listeners also yeah. bought this or listened to this and you go to that and then that leads you to something else. Exactly. And that leads to something else. Do you not think, for me, obviously, I've got my, my day job, I've got 
the podcast. I've got producing music. I've got obviously being a dad. Everything. My, I'm not sure if I do it on a Friday. Fridays are quite hectic for me. But I, I, there's one day during the week where I sit down and listen to music. What's new that week, or maybe yeah. stuff that I've, I've had to dig out mm. and I find whatever. Do you find that your Friday night when you were drinking, you're listening for music and stuff? Well, do you used, find that your happy place? Well, it, it used to it used to be because it used to be a regular thing. It's mm. less regular now because I've got my new routine is. Say a client finishes at seven seven thirty, I go in, speak to my wife, find out what day she's had, we make tea, we sit down in front of the telly, we watch your favourite program. Yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah, basically yeah. every night, you know. What's your uh, favourite program? Ooh, that's hard. At the moment, we're watching a series called This Is Us. Which, uh, I like that. Yeah, it was really, it's really good. good. Yeah, 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 I enjoyed that. It's like a family dynamic in it, mm. but through over a course of like thirty years or whatever. Yeah, it is. I like it's that. Um, but yeah, like I, I always find that that where I sit down, I don't need to think about how to fucking what volume a fucking kick drum should be or yeah. what synth to use. I'm just sitting there and I'm appreciating music for what it is as a as a as a fan. Yeah, and I'm my, listening. And my new thing is um, so so I'm watching the telly and I'm watching a film and some music comes on and I go, oh, I like that. Get me phone. Shazam straight away so yeah. my, you, you should go through my Shazam list it's huge <laughs> uh, even when I'm sat at, at the lights waiting for the lights to change and I'm listening to the radio and something comes on get me Shazam I don't get that because so, they're all inspiration for A just listening to and B for making tunes yeah yeah, you know? yeah. so I find listening to a lot of like as I say 80s and synth mm. I find my riff ideas from that I'm not saying I copy them because I, obviously you, everyone do the Eurasia don't go sort of oh, yeah. I'm not like that but I might hear a melody in my head and I'll be like do you know something if you just moved a few notes around that's a bounce riff that well do you know what's mad is there are only so many chords yeah yeah yeah, yeah and yeah. they've probably been used a billion times through mm. the course of the, uh, of the history of music so it's quite easy to say those four chords are great, or that third chord's great, or anything like that, you mm. know. So you can rub anything you want as long as you put it in a different key, mm. and then you can get away with it that I do way. That all the time, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's literally. Well, um, MIDI files are seen to be the go to if you're not a musician, mm -hmm. you know, and because uh, it's much easier trying to find a sound to go with MIDI notes yeah. than the other way around. Yeah. And uh, coincidentally, I've just bought a pack, which I never knew existed, of chords. Right. And um, it's it, they're all like chords that work with other chords, and they're all put into folders, so you know mm. which chords work with which chords. Okay. Now I've never used MIDI files in that way before, but it's a, a source of inspiration for getting ideas nice. for new tracks. I get I get a bit weird. So like when I'm sitting in my happy place, I I start looking up like um, why people use these obscure chords for this record, or like and it's like it, you, another rabbit hole in itself. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like yeah. Or how can I like um, transpose that into a bounce tune? Maybe like a certain key change or something like that. I, I'm dead obsessive with it, and it's it's sometimes a bane because you can't listen to music sometimes for what it is. Mm. If someone sends you a track and you're like if you've got a minute can you listen to this I'll put it on and I'm not listening to it as a, as a tune I'm listening to it to like debug it do you know what I mean yeah, it's, yeah, like, yeah. it's not it's not healthy I don't think um, but it's something I mean yeah, music wise it is it, it, I don't listen to music for pleasure as much as I used to mainly I listen to it like I said in the car when I'm driving my wife to work in the morning and back because I work from home now I don't go very far mm -hmm. where when, when I worked all around the world I'd be on a 40 minute train journey there and a 40 minute train journey back so yeah. that was the greatest time to stick my headphones in and listen to new music but yeah. um nowadays um my clients educate me in new music because they're the ones bringing the tunes to me yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah this yeah. is good who's this oh yeah you know it's 
John Curry's new one or whatever, you know. Yeah, yeah. I've uh, I found that with John. So John, John comes to me the other day, he's like, listen to this tune. I was like, oh, that's good. It sounds like it was made in like 1999. <laughs> and he was like, oh no, this came out like, I heard it on the radio, it's on Radio 1. I was like, eh, okay. <laughs> I don't listen. Not that I don't listen to new music, but I've, I like. I've, I really took advantage of the function on Spotify. Do you know where it's? Um, it per it builds purpose playlists for you. Yes. So like, let's just say, oh, you've been listening to drum and bass. Yeah. We've built a drum and bass playlist off the back of what drum and bass you've been listening to, and I love that because obviously it start, starts to niche it off a little bit yeah. and it's like okay whatever well, I, can, I can think that but then you find yourself down another rabbit hole of, of music you know what I mean that's, that's true that's true um, I want to get into a couple more questions that's okay yeah. uh, what are your thoughts on gain staging and if you don't do this what's your preferred method and that's from Ryan Neal see gain staging if you do it properly um, can leave your levels so low you're pushing really hard to get more volume in there mm -hmm. I've, I've done the legit way of gain staging but I have my own way of doing it now I, I have uh, my master on minus six um, and all, all my buses and levels of things are all lower than zero because mm -hmm. you need to give yourself as much headroom as possible for that final stage of mm -hmm. mastering and um, so gain staging I use it but not in the way most people would use gain staging. Yeah, it's my own, it's my own method that I use, and, and it works. So, for me personally, uh, gain staging is I I wouldn't say I, I do it, but obviously you do it. But like I'm not there. Like this is part of the process. So for me, I just I used to set my kick drum to say minus eight. Yeah. on the mixer, and I just work around the kick drum. Yeah, and essentially I do it minus six now because just push it a little bit more I get a cleaner mix I, I find anyways um, and just everything revolves around the sort of kick drum in, in bounce music yeah and it's, that's it's, it it's, that's my gain stage the, the loudest point of any mix should be your kick and bass shouldn't mm. it because they're the main balls of your production aren't they mm. I think um, my kick is minus 1.67 because that's where you've got your one. master bus on though haven't you yeah I've got my minus yeah. bus, uh, minus 6 on my master bus the minus whatever on my kick mm. and they're all minuses really because as soon as I see any yellow instead of green yeah I think well, I'll pull that back a bit you know yeah um, well that's that's Kenny's gain staging process as long as it's if it's yellow it's no good <laughs> pull, it, pull it back a bit <laughs> well, mm. we're talking about redlining in DJing all yeah. the time don't we I've never I've never Maybe because I'm I'm a bit of a pussy when it comes to it, but I've never went to the point where my volumes have been in the red or anything. I've never, I didn't. I know obviously if you turn it all right up, it, it will. But I've never had the need to push it that far. No, I mean to be fair, a lot of my masters are coming. In. So I watched this video on um, uh, loudness mm -hmm. and everything that we should be bothered about now is in luffs mm -hmm. and. Um, uh, Streaky did this video and he says that rock and pop comes in should be coming in about minus eight luffs, uh, but for dance music that can be a bit louder. So he says minus seven. So that's what I'm aiming for now. I think a lot of my tracks come in at the RMS is about minus eight and the luffs is minus seven, okay. and that's loud enough. I mean, I have had some tracks coming at minus six, which right. is loud. Loud, yeah, definitely. But, but um, I, I think, I, see DJs back in the day the they use trims and stuff to adjust those levels to make sure that everything was of a constant level. Nowadays, we're all pretty lazy as DJs because everything's tends to be the same volume mm -hmm. unless you've got a really bad production, in which case you've got to whack it up. Yeah. But um, I think the loudness wars of the past few years have helped us 
not to push too too, too much. Hard, yeah. yeah. Sometimes like I, I like a, a quite a dynamic mix as well. Like I think sometimes you hear, especially a lot of the harder music, you push it, and when you push it, they're just pushing it that too much. If you just pull back on it a little bit and and appreciated the sound it wouldn't sound as distorted or saturated or yeah, yeah. do you know what I mean like I think that's what's magical about a lot of the, the analogue stuff everyone says oh you can't beat the analogue sound it's it's not because it's an analogue sound it's because it hasn't been pushed to its extremities well, it, that, that's the madness about um, back in the day everything was analogue yeah and then everyone wanted oh no we want a cleaner sound we want a cleaner sound mm-hmm. everything became digital and now everyone's going oh no it's too clean now I, I, I want I want the analog warmth back. So all these tape uh, yeah, plugins now and, yeah, and stuff yeah, yeah. like that. So the I I've got bought this console thing called End Console by Sonimus, and what it is, it, you put one of them on your master bus, and then you use the other one for your channels. Right. Okay. And they link up together, so it it just adds console warmth across the board to your mix. Nice. But. It's quite hard to set up when you're doing uh, everything else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think a lot of a lot of these these more advanced plugins as well don't really fit the mold to bounce music. As I've, I've yeah. discovered that, yeah. like, yeah. Um, I was trying to get like a, a, an analog finish on one of the tracks because it sounded. I wanted it to sound like it was made in like sort of two thousand, and in the end up, I just put like a, a little vinyl stutter underneath. <laughs> uh, like, do you know what I mean? Like yeah. crackle, well, and it gave the same warm effect. So. Right. Well, we were talking about eighties, uh, and uh, I've bought a number of plugins that are all based around that genre even effects that were classed as the main ones in the time Mm -hmm. just so i can do a new 80s thing that i want to do yeah and uh, send it to me well i can't wait to do that excellent excellent um this is so there's there's two people who've asked a similar sort of question i'll ask both of them right and then you can give your answer okay uh, most people know how to make a bass slash donk sound these days, but how much dynamics would said person put into a sound to fatten it out instead of layering it with a sub bass? Uh, and that's from Ryan Ryan T. Thompson. And at the same time, what happened to the massive bass heavy tracks and why is everything moved away from the bass line? And that's from Fid. Right. Um, it's similar if, if you, if you mm. want to join, join the question together. I think. I think... Sometimes, uh, when when you're using a, a, a donk sample, say, yeah. if it's been taken off vinyl, it's probably, it's been produced already. Mm-hmm. So you shouldn't have to do an awful lot to it, to be yeah. fair. And a lot of people have a tendency to layer it with another bass or put a sub bass underneath mm-hmm. it and then wonder why the mixes sound muddy because there's too much in there. Yeah. So sometimes less is more, isn't it? You know, and I... I um, I don't make donks. I've got plenty of donks samples to choose yeah. from. Plus, I've got plenty of basses as well. Mm-hmm. And I very, very rarely use a synth bass. Um, I know Shanks has been using one from Silent, uh, not Silent Serum mm-hmm. at the moment, which sounds really good. Mm-hmm. And um, a few of the other lads are doing the same thing. And I, th- I think we bass is so important to get right uh, the bass sound in your mm-hmm. mix. Because, like we said before, your kick drum and your bass are at the bottom end of, of your mix. And if, yeah. you, if you haven't got them right, you'll just have a thin sounding donk, and there's, there's absolutely no point to that. Um, but I, I think if uh, bass sounds need a boost, what I would do is try and find an EQ that can do the job for me. Mm-hmm. And because um, I was talking to Key this morning about the uh, mag. EQ4, which is yeah, yeah, yeah. Plugin Alliance, and 
that's got a preset on it called synth bass. Now stick that on your donk or any bass that you're using, and it's sudden weight to your, to your bass sound. Mm -hmm. But you still got to get the balance of it right because if you if you, when you use a compressor, compressors clamp down on your sound and therefore take away some of the bottom end. Yeah. So you have to compensate by using an EQ, and I think people have a tendency to go. Right, slap EQ on that, slap EQ on that, slap EQ. You don't need to. You know, you, do, you should. Your ears are your best judge. Mm -hmm. And once it starts sound too bassy, then it's time to to rewind and go back to the beginning. I think. Yeah, um, I've been talking to a couple of producers, um, and they they've all got, everyone's got a different stance on everything. For me personally, I always put say like if if you've got a, making a donk tune in particular, I'll always put a sub in because there's a donk, for me there's a donk. Um, it's never enough for like a bouncy kick and bass, in my opinion. But that that is subjective. That's do you yeah. know what I mean. Whereas I've talked to a couple of other guys nowadays. All they're doing is putting the donk into a track and boosting the low end of the donk sound just to get a little bit yeah. more bass of what they need. That works. I, I get that, but um, so Fids Fids basically said. Um, I think this is in relation to a post you put up the other, other week. He said when you were standing outside a club and you could feel the bass hitting you outside the club as you're, as you're in the queue waiting to get in. Yeah. Um, I think if you're looking for that sort of sound, you, like if you listen to, say, like hard style and stuff like that now, yeah. and the sort of harder end of, of um, hard dance music. That tuned kick. Yeah. It's really heavy. And yeah. you can you can hear it from, especially if you're a, a festival and stuff, yeah. you can hear it from miles away. In bounce music, I found sometimes that I've had to go back into a mix and muddy it up a little bit. I think it's only the same as if you were listening to hard dance music, like from Nucleus days and stuff yeah. like that. Not, that's not overly bass heavy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think bounce as as a genre is more in keeping with that than it is, say, hard style, which is mm -hmm. primarily bass heavy. Mm -hmm. You know, I think different genres bring different weights to them oh definitely they? definitely so i'm saying if i put too much of a sub in in one of my tracks and it, it to me it sounds art like sounds nice and clean and stuff i've had to go back into the mix and go right well what i'll do is i'll, I'll just pull that back a bit and yeah. make the donk more prominent yeah and then it's like although it's not to my preference it's when you mix them from one tune to the next it fits much better so you fit in their mold do you know yeah what I, mean? I find that uh so say you're using a limiter on your master out yeah um limiters are designed to turn things up make mm. things louder so just by making simple adjustments to your mix certain elements of the mix stand out more yeah so so you got your kick and your bass and your bass isn't loud enough the minute you turn it up you'll notice your kick goes down mm because the, the, the limiter limit, yeah, is trying yeah, to, yeah. to do limit everything, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's the same with like when your vocals in the mix and you go I can't turn my vocal up any louder mm -hmm. have you tried turning other things down <laughs> yeah yeah know? yeah I get that and get then that. all of a sudden your vocal just comes to the surface you know so. I found as well with vocals more so in bounce nowadays the vocals are much louder than the once were have you not have you, have you yeah that? I mean it's weird actually because it it depends this is the other thing as well of course when people use studio acapellas why are you EQing a studio acapella a studio acapella has already been EQ'd yeah. it's already been mastered it already sounds great you should just be able to drop it right in your mix and it sounds yeah. brilliant just being your devil's advocate here what, what if it is to fit the mix of that track though well 
in what way? Because so, is it a dry acapella? Is it a wet acapella? Yeah, so if it's a wet acapella, you're yeah. going to have to do something to make it sit right. Yeah. So let's say for, for argument's sake, it's a dry acapella, but it was it was made for say a funky house tune, where it's just a level thing. Yeah. But would you not EQ it? Maybe. Um, does because, it sound? Does it sound good when you load it in? Yeah, if it sounds good, then use it. Yeah. I, I, I get that. Yeah. As I, I say, think, I just, I think the, the the common thing with most engineers and producers or, or people beat makers whatever you want to call them is i need to do this i need to do that you don't really need to do anything i was yeah. talking to, to key this morning about have you ever tried making a tune without using plugins you can do it but and it might sound great but when you look at the, the wave afterwards it peaks everywhere it's all over everywhere so that's why we we use ssl gbus to glue the mix together and make it yeah. sound more coherent and uh, sausage fattener and all those things to give it weight and whatever yeah. and, and and the loudness was block block tracks where even in the breakdown it's like that yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it might be subtractively little tiny bit yeah, less yeah. but it's still like a solid square that's it i yeah. get that i yeah. get that yeah um i just want to do this one thing with you as well uh word association okay. uh, we didn't do it last week it's right. fairly recent new uh, um feature to the podcast okay so i'm going to read uh, uh, uh a word out to you you just tell me the first word that comes to your head is that alright yeah so this is word association with Kenny Hayes KB project see the light all around the world I can't draw a blank on that one <laughs> Korea <laughs> um, rebound studios Korea biggest production um, Cleopatra King or Queen of the 80s? Billy Idol. <laughs> I like Billy Idol. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hardware? Uh, M1. Starman? Bounce Music. BTID? Bounce Music. <laughs> <laughs> uh, first record deal? Uh, Sony. Uh, Rebound Productions, tune of 2023. Ooh. No favouritism, but I'd say one of Key Hughes is that Diggy D'Agostini, or it's called, it's got a foreign name to it. Okay, okay I'll have to listen to that. I don't think I've heard it. I, I dropped it at a gig not long back and it went off, so. Excellent, excellent. I, there's probably a, a dozen more, but. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll be right now. Um, and biggest inspiration producer. Ooh. Well, we'd normally go down the road to saying Trevor Horn or mm. somebody like that, but I'm obsessed with music because of Stock Aiken and Waterman. So. Okay, that's fair enough. That's, that's mm. fair, mate. That's fair. Um, not a bad, bad show on there. Uh, these are just a couple more questions yeah. now. Um, what's one pet peeve you have with the industry? Ageism. Ageism. Oh, shout! Yeah, do you know that could be the best answer yet? That one. <laughs> I, I think it could be because yeah, I get it. Yeah. Like, just because you don't, you, you, you're of a certain age, yeah. it's like... Doesn't mean you can you still can't make great music. Yeah. yeah. And I think it works both ends of the spectrum as well. I've seen some young young lads come through who's been really put off by the scene because they've been trapped like shit because of their age. Mm. On the flip side, I've seen a few older guys who's like, like one in one in particular, who's went, I think I'm just getting too old for it. It's mm. like, and I'm like, well, what makes you say that? It's like, well, 
people won't give them a second look and it's like it's not it's not I get it, but it's not very, it's not fair, is it? Like, yeah. if, you're, if you're a good musician, you're a good musician. Yeah. You wouldn't say that to somebody, like, I don't know, Sting or someone like that, do you, you know what I mean? You would never think that uh, a career, a good career, with a lot of achievements, mm -hmm. would be a hindrance <laughs> to you making music in the future. Yeah, I get but, that. But the, it's a pendulum, mm -hmm. you know, you, you start from nothing, you work your way up, and then, woo, you're sliding down the other side, you know, and because... because Times change and people want different things. And the mm -hmm. thing is, record companies are run by a lot of young people nowadays, not older yeah. people. Have you seen? Um, I think I'm going. I'm going to get this wrong. I think I think it's called Bad Dads with Bill Burr. Oh, no of it, but I've not seen right. it. Watch that with your missus, right? right. There's, a, there's there's something in there. There's this guy. He comes and buys out there. They they would do t-shirt jerseys. I'll, I'll give you the base of the story. They do t-shirt jerseys, like retro ones. Right. And this this company buys mouth, but they're sending this this young operations thing, and he's like, he's too. So they're a bit. If I'm going to be like liberal about it, they're a bit like too old school, where they'll say some things, and it's like, oh, you shouldn't say that in 2023. <laughs> but this guy's a complete other end, and he's like over 33 years old, redundancy, and it's like what 33? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like yeah. it's it's it, it's worth a watch if you, if you if you think of that. It's on my list. <laughs> uh, on the flip side, what's one thing that gives you great satisfaction? Great satisfaction. Life at the moment. Yeah, shout! I like it. You, yeah. you give a, you give a good one. I'm I'm, I'm at my happiest. Um, I've I've got a good job. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm seeing some would say great. Yeah, I've got a great family. Yeah, and um, you know at the. the at times, it, despite of the horrendousness that was COVID and what's come out of it, mm -hmm. I'm probably in the, my best place at the moment. I love that. Yeah, love that. Honestly, I love it, mate. I really do. Apart from really tired. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this next one is throwback attack. So I'm going to read a sentence to you, and you just tell me the first thing that comes to your head. Okay? Right. Okay. So this is throwback attack with Kenny Hears. <laughs> what song do you think of when you think back to primary school? Ooh. Hymns. Hymns. Any in particular? Um, shine, Jesus, shine. No, no. The, oh, if I had to think of one off the top of my head, it'd be something like uh, "Come by or something like that. <laughs> Come by yeah. excellent. What song do you think of when you think back to secondary school? Secondary school, right? So secondary school was when I discovered music. So, so there's, there's already a song in your head, I can tell. Oh, Axel F, Harold Faltermeyer, 1985, the excellent, summer. I was 14. Excellent, excellent. I love it. My my son's obsessed with with that tune at the minute. And you know something? I've been thinking about doing a bounce remix, but he'll just like, <laughs> you'll end up like Crazy Frog. <laughs> no, but like, do you know how I'm coming from? Like, it's although that riff is just amazing. It's it's very simple with the keys it's used yeah. and everything like that. But for whatever reason, if you play that riff anywhere at all, it's just a cheese bomb, isn't it? Yeah. It's like, but I think I think it goes hand in hand with Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah. And Beverly Hills Cop two. Yeah. Then Nile Rogers took over three and ruined it. And then <laughs> they're making the new one, and all I can think of is, please get Harold Faltermeyer to make the music. <laughs> Excellent. I love it. I love it. Uh, what song do you think of when you think back to your first set of decks? I know you've got a set of decks. I know you've got a pair of decks. First set of decks songs. Um... See, my first set of decks was in the 90s, so you probably think, probably mid-90s, so we're probably looking at um, some old Italian house record, probably. Excellent. Probably uh, Wood Allen, Airport okay. 89, or um, 
co-imperial as another class. Okay, okay. By the way, yeah, Hello Bounce series, please pursue with that. It's, uh, yeah, I, I restarted it this year, and um, there's three on the go that mm. I haven't finished. Okay. But they'll be done ready for next year. Excellent, that's right here. Um, <clears throat> what song do you think back to when you think to the first days of going out? First days of going out. <laughs> so, the first days of going out, 88, 89, and we were saying before about 1989, and that was a great year. Um, so, mainly house music, so Musical Freedom by um, Paul Simpson and the Diva, that was a good one. Mm-hmm. French Kiss, Little Louie, that, <coughs> that was the big that was the big one, because that, that's the only record I know of where I was completely embarrassed on the dance floor, because it slows down halfway through, yeah. and a woman starts moaning, I'm, I'm <laughs> in the middle of the record, yeah. and then it starts speeding back up again, and Plus. you just think, how do you dance to that? <laughs> <laughs> um, what song do you think of when you think back to your golden era? Golden era, so where, where did music peak for you? Well, ooh. not as you as, as, as a, a listener. As, as a listener, yeah. Um, God, mu- music. I don't think music has ever peaked for me. To be fair, because I've moved on from eighties. I've moved into Italian house of the nineties. Then house music in general through through the whole of that period. Mm-hmm. Trance music funky house in the 2000s drum and bass there's always something new genre wise to come out that makes you go yes i love this i want to be part of that you know yeah. um so i mean trance was the big one for me that's okay. that's that, that's the thing where i heard and went i want to make music like that you know i think i'd, I'd say that as well yeah. i think if there was no i think personally if there was a, a bigger trance scene locally like and i'm talking where you could go to a nightclub trance music being played on a saturday night I think I'd have went down that avenue. It was that to me. There's nothing more like spine tingling and hairs on the back of your neck standing up than hearing uh, an amazing chord progression on a breakdown or, or a big hands in the air riff. Like for me, just well, peaking. I, the trance really kicked in for me when I went on holiday in 1998 to Corfu, and I was in a nightclub with a bunch of friends and. Every time the police drove past, they turned all the music off and you were stood in the darkness. And then when yeah. the police moved on, they turned it all back on. And um, the two records that I thought, I've got to get them when I get home. Grease 2000, Three Drives. Class. And Café Del Mar, the three-in-one mix. Nice, um, nice. By uh, Energy 52. And yeah. th- those records, they're not typically trance records because they've not got the big, big, big yeah, yeah, trance yeah, 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 yeah. But that started the ball rolling for me. See, for trance music, personally, um, and we'll tie up um, now if that's all right as well, yeah. but for trance music, personally, I, I think that trance music was really, really good in, like, 95, 96, 97, where people didn't know what it was yet. It was yeah. still, like, an offspring of, like... It, it was it was the... Um, it was house pra- music. With... Primary school version of trance, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. Because it hadn't quite matured at yeah. that point. And I'm going to sort of go give backward on myself here um with regards to like very cause and like i said before he's, he's a god but he him with that sound and the super saw mm. sort of drove trance in that one direction it, did, and it yeah. didn't it didn't there was a lot of tunes that sort of maybe in the mid to late 90s 
you, that production style stopped because everyone went in that direction yes. and it's evolved into all, I know there's, there's you get your progressive it, it was a bit like tougher that, wasn't it Chance, yeah. Chance <clears throat> stopped being more mellower and it became <clears throat> a bit tougher at a period yeah. and um, BPMs tended to be around about 138, 140 yeah that's what, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I like it when there was um, there was a variation because a lot of the times I do want to listen to that style of trance. Yeah. But do you know when you just like right? Okay, I don't want it that tough today. Yeah. I just want someone just to. As, See, I, I'm a very, I'm a big fan of emotional trance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I like trance tracks that move me when I listen to them. Yeah. I goose pimples on my arm and I think, wow, that's incredible. And there's quite a lot of that. Uh, and excellent. And they're not necessarily big hits either. You know, you just mm. listen to it and you go. That's one of my favourite list. Yeah, lovely. Uh, we're just going to type today if that's okay, mate. Yes, no um, I know you're a very busy man. Um, caught in between two sessions today, so, you know, it's... Uh, I want to stop beeping busy. for the last ten minutes. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, just want to say thanks for coming on, mate. It's been an no absolute worries, pleasure. Great. Um, if you've enjoyed this, let Kenny know. Send him a message and say how amazing it is. Oh, two things. Oh. First thing, KB Project USB. Yes, we need to talk about that. I, I apologise. <laughs> um, so the KB Project USB, I seen it advertised the other day and I thought, do you know, this would be special. Yeah, it, it's actually the definitive collection of everything, everything, we've, ever, everything we've ever done. Oh, okay. Right. Even like the official remixes and yeah, stuff. Yeah, there's, okay. there's, there's a couple of things on there as well that people probably wouldn't expect. Ben okay. and I did a, a, a remixes movement one for Ministry of Sound. Okay. Uh, about 15 years ago, and that's on there as well. So I'll mm -hmm. that on as well. But, but there's a lot, the, the, there's absolutely tons of rare gems on there. A lot of people have got all the usual stuff, but there's yeah. loads of extras on there. As there well. is a, one or two tracks that I don't have, which I'll be getting the USB for just to get because I think. Um, whether they weren't released general yeah. release or somebody's uploaded like some but there's sort. five five exclusive remixes on there so I can tell you what they are now because okay. we've done them go on then um, Danny I Can't Sleep at Night right well is this a new mix of it yeah so what I've done is I've updated the original okay because the original is 143 so I've made it 150 mm -hmm. replayed everything exactly the same apart from a couple of little elements I've added to it um, that um that could be the greatest KB track, by the way. I it, think it's, it still sounds great, you know. Uh, uh, Neo Cortex Elements, mm -hmm. we did that. Great tune. See the Light, there's a new version of that on there that Ben's been mm -hmm. playing quite a bit of recently. Um, that's three, isn't it? There's two more. Um, what's the other two? Uh, oh, the uh, Made in Limb. Mm -hmm. The um, Good Looking Kid. That's what it's called. It's oh, yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah, I know that tune. Be yeah. Beautiful Child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah I, I redid yeah, yeah. that to sound like the original. You put it well. on your SoundCloud recently, didn't you? Yeah, 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 right, yeah. yeah. Great track, by the way. And there is there is one more. Oh, yeah, uh, Vortex, Every Time. Oh, amazing. <laughs> if you're going to pick some of the, the greatest uh, KB tracks to redo as well, like, to be honest, them, what they've got, there's nothing wrong with the originals, but if you if you've give it that, like, 2023 shine... Yeah, well, some people have said... Oh, are you redoing this? Are you redoing that? Because obviously those ones they've mentioned do sound a bit dated, but we could be there all day then, couldn't we? Yeah. So maybe it's a future project that we can... I we think you're doing um, Elements. I think yeah. that's a, a, a really good one to do because that, that does sound a bit dated. Yeah, it, it does. It does. I f I've always felt that. The yeah. kick drum's quite heavy. And, yeah. uh, but uh, we've kept some of the, the bits that you remember and love from it, but yeah. we've also give it a bit of a new twist. Like so. Modern production, there's nothing wrong with that as yeah, well. Yeah. You, know what I mean? I, that, you can get that from bouncecd.com lovely uh, I'll be all over that as well get on it um, did you say there was one more thing you wanted to mention as well um, just the rebound studio in general so okay. we're fully, fully booked till November which is incredible mm -hmm. but uh, if you want to do a session just get in touch 
Excellent. So, best place to get in touch with him would be on the Kenny Hayes Facebook page. Yes. And or I do. Got... I do have a Rebound Studio uh, group. Okay. It's a private group, but if you put a request in, I'll accept it straight away. Excellent. And excellent. there's also the, the RPL digital page, but that's more for the releases from yeah. the label. Um, I just want to say as well, if I'm going to be sort of selling your studio out to people, um, I can't like express how much, even if you're a producer, um, back in 2016 we did a tune together and um, came in and, and sort of did a track. And if you're an aspiring producer... And you think you know it all as well. And like uh, Kenny will agree as well. You're all, it's an always a big learning curve. Kenny, you said to me before off the pod, you're always still learning. He's got a new new techniques for his mastering and everything like that. If 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 you're an aspiring producer, it won't do you any harm to come and sit and do a collaboration with um, Kenny. You will walk away with whether a new production technique <laughs> or a new way to to write. You'll definitely tracks. learn something. There, there's something, <laughs> and if you're somebody who can't write music and you can't produce music, but you have ideas, just give him a message. He's like the go-to man. You are the go-to man. Yeah, in, in. I, 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 I get messages of people all the time, and and if, when they're music related, because I love talking about music, mm. I'm quite happy to report, <laughs> respond and let them yeah. know. Yeah, excellent. Uh, just want to say thank you. Uh, where can people find you as well? Have you got anything coming up or? Um, well, when when's this going out? <laughs> it will be a week today. A week, a, week today. On, well, a week on Monday, sorry. A week on Monday. So is that the beginning of December? Yeah, second. Uh, well, a second, third, fourth. It's the fifth of December. Right. Well, I'm I'm doing uh, one of the um, the bonus ball lotteries for a session in the Rebound Studio. Oh, get all over this. Get all that this. that'll be uh, the the end of the week. This gets released. Okay. Right. Well, what we'll do is, um, if you can, if you are going to create like a Facebook post or something. Yes. What we'll do is, I'll, I'll put a link in the description now to that. Um, if you've watched, got f this far into it, and you want to be part of the bonus ball. Yeah. I might even throw my name in there myself and get a little <laughs> club on the go. Um, but, um, follow the link and you'll find the Facebook post and get yourself on that bonus ball. Uh, a lot of people do these, and I, I honestly, for what you pay. I know there's the risk of not winning it, yes, but, but yeah, for what you yeah, pay, yeah. it's it's phenomenal, absolutely yeah, phenomenal. It's, it's mad. It's because um, the last one I did, it, it went out straight away, it filled really quickly, mm -hmm. and um, I, uh, the funny thing is, Glyn Ferris won it, and he's not claimed it yet. <laughs> so, mad. So if, you're, if you're watching, Glyn, get in the studio. <laughs> yeah. How long ago was that? That was last year. A year and still not. Done it. <laughs> if you do get it, please just claim it. It's stupid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. you have two choices: you can either do the session online, or you can come to the studio in Warrington. And excellent, yeah. excellent. Um, uh, and have you got any gigs coming up? Yes, uh, I've got. So after that point, I'm doing Rave Kids in uh, Newcastle, mm -hmm. and I'm doing BTID Boxing Day. Now I'll be in room two doing a Kenny Hayes set. Lovely. So um, that'll be one to listen to. So, what Kenny here said, what, what does that comprise of? Well, this year, we, as we spoke before, I've done a lot of songs this year yes. with clients. Many I've not road tested, and some I really want to. So, that's what I'll be playing. So, okay. an hour of my favourites from this year. Yeah. I'm still of the old school man. If I've seen a Kenny Hayes on a flight, I was thinking you're going to play a trance. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, um, but honestly, I love that. I absolutely love that. Um, get yourselves down to that if, you, if you're all about it. Because I mean, if he's doing X amount of tunes a year, he's got a big back catalogue of, of, of all f fresh, essentially fresh music as well. Yeah, yeah. So you could be hearing it for the first time. Yeah. Um, as I said again, thank you for coming on, mate. No I worries. hope you've enjoyed it. Share this with your mates, and I'll see you later.